Welcome to Next Level Christianity, a podcast designed to teach Christians biblical truth, help apply it to their daily lives, and gain true clarity of what it means to follow Jesus. Our churches and Christian communities are being influenced by cultural and worldly views, and few pastors are teaching on how to live a biblical life. My name is John Alkire, along with my beautiful wife, Carrie Ann. Please join us as we have important conversations where biblical truth and life application collide. We hope these episodes help equip and motivate you to take your Christian faith to the next level. So grab your Bible and join us in the conversation. Welcome back to Next Level Christianity Podcast, episode number 17 coming at you. I'm your host, John Alkire, and tonight... I am going to be at this solo because my lovely co-host and beautiful wife, Carrie Ann, wasn't able to make it. Just timing didn't work out. I wanted to get this out because it's Christmas. Literally, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day on Wednesday. It's the this week. And so I wanted to get out this podcast because we're going to talk about the real meaning of Christmas tonight. And I thought it was important to share. But anyway, Carrie and I wanted to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We also want to thank all of those who have subscribed to our podcast and listened to our episodes. Our prayer is that they are edifying and take your faith and life to the next level. You know, Carrie and I have just been blessed to what God has done with this podcast. We are approaching our one-year anniversary. Literally last January, uh, I launched it. um, And God has just done amazing things with it. We, We have, there's been so many downloads uh, it's hard to fathom that, you know, Carrie and I, who we're not famous, we're not known, we're not authors, we're not teachers, we're not pastors, we're not religious leaders in, in the Christian faith. We're just a uh, normal people. And, um, you know, wanted to launch this really, the reason why we launched it is we were frustrated with the various churches we were attending and how they weren't feeding the sheep and in other words, we're not teaching the Word and its amazing power through the Old Testament, the Gospels, the Epistles. And so Carrie uh, ended up joining me on our second episode called Unequally Yoked, and she just helped make that one of the top played to date. It's number two of the most downloaded episodes of our podcast. And she's just kind of joined me uh, for the ride on this, and we've done this together. Unfortunately, tonight she couldn't be here, but... You know, again, Carrie and I don't have any seminary education. We're not, we don't have pastoral certificates. We're just two Christians who want to learn, want to grow, and are using our spiritual gifts of teaching. We have hearts to know God's word and to share it to those who may not know it. Again, the hope is our listeners will be challenged by these episodes and start reading and studying their Bibles as a result. We've already heard amazing feedback from people who've listened to it and who this has inspired them to get back into their Bibles and start reading it, and what a blessing that is. We use a lot of different references. Um, We use different Bibles, uh, New King James, ESV version, NIV, um, and references for our content. We use a lot of commentary um, from those Bibles. Uh, We use John MacArthur. Uh, I've been using John Gill a lot lately. If you don't know John Gill, look him up, J-O-H-N. G-I-L-L, uh, very, very deep theology, a big-time Baptist theologian from the 1700s. Awesome stuff. Check it out. We use gotquestions.com a lot. Love them. Um, recently been following Dr. James White, Pastor Jeff Durbin from 
Apologia Church in Arizona, John, little John Piper, Matt Chandler. Um, just give you a snapshot of some of the people we uh, we look at as far as content. Dale Partridge and his wife Veronica. If you haven't heard of them, they have an awesome podcast. Check it out. It's called Real Christianity. It's just solid biblical theology, uh, and they just cover many core topics in the church. They have been very edifying to my wife and I. Great stuff, so check them out as well. But again, thank you for following us, listening to our episodes, and we look forward to, pro- to providing much more challenging biblical content in 2020. And if you haven't subscribed, please do so. Please rate us on iTunes. It's the most popular uh, form is iTunes as, as far as the people who download. And at the bottom, you can click the stars and rate us. Super important. Please do that. And if you want to add a comment, any commentary, testimonial, support, or even not support, go ahead. Uh, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Next Level Equip. At Next Level Equip, where we will post our iTunes link. If you're doing uh, uh, Instagram, we'll have the link uh, there in the bio on there. And then on the Facebook, we'll have it on our posts. And we also put biblical references for each episode for you to check out. Okay, so you can look at the material. All right, tonight we're going to talk about Christmas and what it means. What does it truly mean to us as Christians? You're probably getting excited. You're either last-minute shopping or you've already done shopping. You're going broke at this time of year or going into debt. You're being sneaky. You're getting ready for some parties. You're doing gift exchanges. you got the magic of Santa happening. you got your family dinners, baking, cookies, all that going on. And since Thanksgiving... We've seen the neighborhoods become transformed into flickering lights, blow-up characters, Disney Christmas characters all over the front lawns, Reese and Christmas spirit. The man of the month is the chubby old man in red and white called Santa Claus. We see this all over the streets, shopping malls, offices, homes, TV, social media. The world is idolizing the Christmas spirit. This false person called Santa that we're embracing. The real meaning of Christmas isn't Santa Claus and presents. It's about the Savior of the world, Jesus. And we are going to discuss the challenge for Christians. But why Christ is so much more. And if you're a believer, maybe you're caught up in this whole Christmas worldly thing. I know I've been, we've been. Uh, just growing up, I was a Catholic growing up. Some of you know my story. Um, you know, we did a little bit of the Advent. We read in the Bible. My dad, I loved it. He did read on Sundays the story of Jesus and his his, his coming, his birth, um, in the Gospels. But that was the extent of uh, what we did in the Bible. But it was mainly, the main event was Santa, and it was the presence, and it was the, the you know, the... Um, decorations all over the house the excitement the anticipation and man that morning we had the fireplace was open and my dad put all the ashes i mean with santa claus right but all the ashes out like he came down and the footprints he took a boot and there was footprints all the way to the tree it looked so real i even replicated it for my kids uh growing up uh for the most part we've stopped doing that but but definitely did exactly what my dad said it was all about this Santa Claus and this incredible experience for the kids, which is fun. But man, saints, 
There is not a better time in this calendar year outside of Easter to proclaim the true meaning of Christmas to your family and friends and even on social media. And just know, nobody doubts, even atheists, that this time of year is highly celebrated regarding the birth of Jesus Christ, rather you believe or care or not. In your homes, the materialistic decorations and the untruth of Santa Claus should not be the sole focus like the world is focused. We need to celebrate the fact that God gave us a Savior and through Him we will receive eternal life and a reminder that God's promise was fulfilled over 2,000 plus years ago when He delivered us Jesus. It is the greatest story and the greatest gift to mankind. The gift is available for anyone who believes in Him through faith. And so as you go through the motions and you Walk through some of these worldly traditions this week. Please, I ask that you just reflect on Jesus. Why do we celebrate him? You know, there's some argument of when he was really born, and obviously the world has embraced that December 25th is the day. Um, There's no real true fact that I found or that has been told that that was the date but we know it was some time during the winter we know it was around based on the jewish calendar it was around possibly december-ish so there's arguments both ways we don't really know and i just believe if god really wanted us to know it would have been in the word we would have found the date in the bible Um, but we have just learned to embrace this in two ways you embrace it either as this false santa claus and this crazy uh, decoration, spend a lot of money doing a lot of gift giving, or you look at it as it's about Jesus. And what I want to do tonight, if you're a Christian and you really haven't heard the gospel, you really haven't truly heard the the biblical message of Christ, I'm going to share that with you tonight. And if you're listening and you've you've never heard about Christ, you didn't know much about Christ, I just hope that When I share this, that maybe God will open up your eyes or your ears will hear and your heart will receive Christ. That's my hope. And so tonight I want to give my listeners, my subscribers, and anyone out there who might have just picked up on this and happened to listen to what the real meaning of Christmas is and want to know what that is, here it is. It is the truth and hope of Jesus. It's a story that in the beginning, God created us, created man. And he created man in a perfect peace with him in the garden, unstained, perfection. But what happened? Man fell to sin. And we know it as the great fall. Sin took over. And rather, God, who is holy, doing what he should do or could do because he's God and because he's holy. God instead promises a savior, the Messiah. He doesn't promise the curse. He promises redemption. God tells us about the savior and his grace long before Jesus comes. And we find this in Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven. And this is just a reminder of this baby, 
that we're celebrating, this Jesus who was born. Isaiah says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And we learn that all prophecy pointed to the Messiah in all the Old Testament scriptures. 39 books of the Old Testament records of something greater was coming. God promised his people to come and deal with the sin of humanity. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3, we hear about the coming of John the Baptist who would prepare the way of Jesus learned in the Gospels. In Isaiah, it says, A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. And we learn in the Gospels, John the Baptist came to pave the way for Christ. To tell people to repent that he was here and he was coming and he was going to teach. In Daniel chapter 9, he tells us of when he, he would come and he would be cut off before destruction of the second temple. Jesus speaks to this in Matthew chapter 24 after telling the Pharisees and his disciples the very thing Daniel wrote about was going to happen. And we learn through history after he ascends to the throne some 40 years later that the Romans came and completely destroyed the temple, killing what's said to be a million Jews. And as Jesus told the religious leaders and told his disciples, as they were staring at the temple, the disciples looked at that and said, look at this temple. This is amazing. They were just in awe of it. He said, you see this place? Every stone's going to be thrown down. And what he said happened. And Daniel talked about it prior to him. And we find in Isaiah 53 as well, the greatest prophecy of Jesus written, and it was about 700 years before he was born, says this about him. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon us was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And if you haven't read Isaiah 53, it goes on to describe how Jesus, how he handled this brutal um slaughter that he took and beating that he took and how he didn't say a word and it's a beautiful piece that Isaiah talked about 700 years prior to when it all went down the message isn't just Jesus bringing to the world salvation though but it's also bringing a kingdom under his rule it's not just the salvation but it's a kingdom in Daniel chapter 7 again verses 13 to 14 Daniel talks about how he sees the vision of Jesus as king of full authority. And he says, There before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient days and was led into the presence. 
He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, all nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. And not only Jesus, who's the greatest gift of Christmas through everlasting life, but his rule over the world, we worship and praise him. The most popular Old Testament verse is found throughout the New Testament. And if you didn't know what it was, it's Psalm 110.1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. As Paul later says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 23 through 26, Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God, the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last to be destroyed is death. There will be victory as Jesus The promised Messiah will bring salvation through his death and destruction. His rule will stretch to the ends of the earth, bringing all nations to God. Eternal life will only come through Christ and what he has accomplished. We are all sinners. We are all broken. Even our righteousness is considered filthy rags to God. Paul shares Psalm chapter 14, verses 1 through 3 saying there is no righteousness, not even one. There is no one who does good, not even one. But here's the story. God loves sinners. God loves sinners so much that he took on flesh. He lived a sinless life and died the death we all deserved. He was placed in a tomb and rose again on the third day. He calls upon all men to repent and turn from dark to light. God comes to rescue sinners, redeeming them, bringing rule to the ends of the earth. Jesus returns in final victory after God places all his enemies under his feet, as David said in Psalms and Paul said in Romans, or sorry, 1 Corinthians. God taking what mankind did in the garden in Genesis and in the world, and he's reversing it for his own glory. The gospel of Jesus is to turn from sin and your own self-righteousness and trust in him. Just turn away and believe. The story of Christmas is just this. It is good news. Tonight we will leave you with this powerful scripture from Jesus himself found in John 5, verse 24. As we celebrate Christmas, the coming and birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, God's promise to the world, this sums up the Gospels right here. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. Paul says it best in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. And let us all say the same tonight as we're moving into Christmas and we look at what the real meaning of it is. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Carrie and I want to wish you 
again, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for joining this conversation. Thank you for listening. The real meaning of Christmas is Jesus. The promise. And I hope that you think about it. And I hope that you take that in your heart and take that into the new year. Until the next time, have a great time with family and friends. May you be blessed. Merry Christmas. Take care, everyone.